This extended interview is being published alongside a podcast on gender-affirming care for kids, which you can hear by visiting our website at hearmenowpodcast.org. You will also find there a directory of additional extended interviews on trans-related healthcare issues. Up next, a conversation between Travis, a preteen trans boy, and his parents, Cindy and Rowan, who've asked us to use pseudonyms when referring to their family. This conversation is being archived at the National Folklife Center at the Library of Congress as part of the Hear Me Now Oral History Project, the largest collection of healthcare narratives in the country. All right, well, we get to tell our story, family. I'm Cindy. And I'm Travis. And I'm Rowan. And um, Travis, I just want to tell you how proud I am for telling your story. It's, it's really important for the world to know that you exist and that you're the happy-go-lucky kid that I know you are. You're welcome. So, um, Travis, why don't we start with, um, when did you know that you were who you were? Probably five years ago when I was four. Yeah? How, how did you know and... How did you decide to tell us? I didn't really tell you. I just usually screamed and said, no, I don't want to wear this. Yeah, that's right. You're right. I, you know, when you were a kid, I didn't know. You know, I didn't know what transgender. I'm still a kid. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But when you were a little, little kid, when you were four years old, I didn't know what transgender was. I just, you know, you're right. I kept getting you dresses and you were so upset and you didn't want to wear those. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when you were the most upset at me for, for having you wear a dress? Probably um, was the, when I was the daughter and father's dance. Oh, yeah, I remember that dress. And, and I asked you to wear it. You didn't want to wear it, huh? But I didn't know then. I didn't know that you were a boy. How did it make you feel to wear that dress? Pretty bad. Yeah? Because mm -hmm. that wasn't you? Dad, Rowan, I mean, do you remember that day and that, that dress? Was there something different about uh, Travis at that no, dance? I, I, I remember that dress, too, and I remember that, that day. And, and uh, I remember the resistance. I don't remember the... Um, I remember you feeling bad, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure you did. I re and I remember your, your, you protesting your, your, your garments, and uh, you know, letting us know that you were, you were going to do that, and you were consistent in your, in your dress around that of how you like to dress. But can you, can you, can you say more about, um, you know, when you knew there was a problem? Or conflict between what you thought and what we thought. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that. When, what was that like? I mean, what was it like when you had a different vision of yourself than we had of you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I do remember. Um, I do remember how you were when you wore. Remember for Halloween that one year. Sorry. Yeah, that slappy outfit. And I remember I kept on wearing that outfit all the time. Yeah, why did you wear it all the time? Because it was like the only boy clothes I had. Yeah. And that's the character from Goosebumps, right? Right. Slappy. 
slappy. Right, and the tuxedo with the bow tie and the, and the mask. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember that. And you kept, you, you stayed in that character quite a bit. Um, well, you wore that afterwards. outfit. That's what I mean. You wore that. that became your favorite outfit. And who was the other? Who was you know the, the other character that was kind of your alter ego around that time too? Was Jerry? Do you remember Jerry? Yes. Yeah. Where, where did you come up with Jerry? I don't know. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember? Can you can you say what who Jerry was? And here's this clown I made up, and I still have his mask. Um, I still have his mask downstairs in the closet. Yeah, and you like that because why did you like it? I just like Jerry. Yeah, yeah. So he, he he allowed you to be somebody else for a little while. Because I remember you were in character. I'd come in and you'd have it was a it was a wrestler's mask, right? It looked like and wrestlers. and you'd have that on and I'd come in. And I'd Where be, did I even find that mask? <laughs> I don't know, but oh, Mexico. Maybe when we went to Cabo. Oh, maybe, maybe I think so. But you you would immediately be like, I. I I'd call you uh, Travis, and uh, you would uh, immediately say, no, I'm Jerry. Mm-hmm. That was a great clue to us, right? Mm-hmm. You were you were projecting this male character, and you were. I think that was a way to let us know that you were serious. Yeah, and did it, and then I, and then when we went to school in, in first grade, we. Um, came out as your authentic self, Travis. How did it make you feel to go to school being your real self? What was the biggest change, do you think, you experienced at school? What was what was your biggest fear going back with that name change? Nothing. Yeah? Really, not that much. You're all saying it's so hard, but it's not that hard as yeah. it looks. Well, maybe part of that, I mean, maybe part of why it's easier for you is because you started early, huh? Mm-hmm. But some kids don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Some kids don't takes their parents longer to figure out what's going on. So maybe, yeah. so maybe that's part of it. I know for I, I know <laughs> I know for me, um, you know, it's hard. It's hard for me to imagine you as anything else than who you are now. I, I don't. It's been a long time since I've even thought of you as as somebody different. Yeah, me too. And um, Travis, um, I think. I'm also very proud that you um, had the courage to do this um, talk today. So to me, the, the 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 linchpin on this whole thing, when it really went into full 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 speed, was when we went to the uh, the uh, the conference, the Odyssey Gender Odyssey Conference in San Diego. You remember that, right? A little, yeah. You remember? Isn't that where I met like Talon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Remember, we went out to dinner that one night, mm-hmm. and you said you were gonna. You, you said you wanted to change your name. Yeah. Yeah. Not really, actually. Yeah. Well, you and I were swimming one day, and we were talking about your names, and I can't remember how we got on the topic, but but I told you that um, I told you that we had a name picked out for you, a boy name, when we when we didn't know what your birth birth sex was and you're in you were in the pool and you're isolated up and you said what was it you were really excited and i said well i said you know we picked because was my name and it was my grandfather's name and it was my two of my uncle's names family name and then was your was your mom's dad's name mm-hmm. right actually 
Do you want to change my name to I've been telling you guys that for like a thousand times. Yeah. That's an important name to you. Mm-hmm. Well, you can you can change it to whatever you want to change it to. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think the other thing that you said was um, it's just being you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you don't even think it's a big deal because you're just being you. Mm-hmm. But it is a big deal. I'm proud of you, buddy. Yeah, when, when we first did that transition, I, I remember how challenging it was, right, with the, the name and, and not only, you know, getting everybody to, to change that name, but us, you know, changing that name, right? It took, yeah. it took quite a while to, where we didn't, uh, didn't have hiccups. But I think, it, I think it happened pretty fast because, I mean, it never happens anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. You I, use I, the right I, pronouns, man. Yeah, I'm shocked to even... And I recall because it's not. I just I, I think of you as a boy, and 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 whenever I recall that you were your birth sex was was a girl, I, I, I it, it surprises me. I you know, because it's just I look at you now, and there's no question in my mind that that you're a boy. And you've always been a boy, and you know that's that's the gender that you identify with. That's just so obvious, just to for me to look at you and how you look and how you behave and it's, that's very very consistent. And um, and didn't you say too at school that you being brave allowed somebody else to be brave? Uh huh. Like this one person, um, um, she, um, I forgot what she said, but she said I inspired her and she changed her name. And I forgot she said she's pronounced as they now, or she's still pronounced as a girl. I forgot. But that's cool. See, being yourself can inspire change. And that's what you're doing in the world. You're inspiring people to be themselves by being yourself. Yeah. You taught, you taught us a, a lot about the world that we didn't know. It's been an educational deal for us. Mm-hmm. I think I think what surprised me was just the amount of people who or in a similar position that we are, you know, that we've, we met at like the Gender Odyssey mm-hmm. and other support groups and people with backgrounds and demographics that I would have never imagined meeting at uh, events like that. Mm. Yeah. Well, Travis, sounds like you're ready to stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you okay if Dad and I continue? Yeah, I would love that. Well, you did a great job, Travis. I know this was made you a little bit nervous, but you did fabulous. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. <laughs> All right, we'll tell we'll tell the rest of the story, okay? Love you too. But yeah, I, I think the other important thing that. Um, I, that I feel passionately about is ensuring that Travis has access to care. I know that people um, don't understand what this is and, and they might feel that we're doing something to our child. Um, and I think this is really about if your kid had diabetes, you'd be like wanting to take your child to the doctor to get care for their diabetes or whatever whatever, you know, whatever other, um, condition they might have, um, so that they could live, um, their, their, um, their best life. 
when I think about Travis, I know that, um, that he's a boy and I'm really concerned that if he doesn't have access to gender affirming care, that, um, that that would really, um, disrupt him psychologically. And I'm afraid that that would put his life and well-being at risk. And I'm thankful for the providers that are out there in the universe that are standing alongside us and making sure that our child um, does have access. Um, and, and I don't say that lightly because I know that they're also being targeted. Um, you know, we're being targeted um, that we're doing something abusive to our child. And, and doctors are being targeted for malpractice because they're supporting um, these uh, transgender children to be their authentic selves. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> those are some of my fears, too. Um, generally, is a happy, loving, uh, energetic, um, joyful child. Um, and it, he, he's always been that way. Early on, there was much more in terms of frustration. Travis was much more, was a, was a very happy and cheerful child. Um, early on, there was much more uh, friction because of the, the the gap in his self-perception and, and ours. Uh, and when we made that transition, things changed immediately in terms of his outlook and behavior. He was much happier, much less frustrated. <clears throat> and I think that has a lot to do with who he is. We, we always think that because of those, you know, four years, basically, from the time he could start talking to the time where we actually did the transition, <clears throat> um, we know there's a lot of frustration involved in that and, and, and making the case for who he was. We think in the long run that'll serve him pretty well because he's not afraid to stand up for himself. Um, so that's one positive offshoot of that. Um, one of the interesting things throughout the whole experience for us has been... <clears throat> varying levels of understanding and support from family and friends. And it has been, in our experience anyway, um, much more difficult at the family level than it's been at the friendship level. Uh, our, our, our friends, especially our lifelong friends, just were supported without hesitation. Didn't hesitate for a second. Just like, you know, good for you guys and, and uh, what great parents you are to give that kind of support. Whereas in, in some of our extended family, um, you know, and, and we understand it because it's so new. It was new to us. We knew nothing about it, basically, before we started educating ourselves. Um, so we understood initially the educational process and the fact that people were going to be hesitant. We got that. But the surprising thing is just how it, it's lingered. Um, you know, we received comments like, you know, I'll pray for you or, um you know, well, it's a fad they're going through or, you know, just, yeah, just, think. just answers that were more about them than it was about us or, you know, they were, they were searching for ways to make themselves comfortable with cool. it as opposed to, you know, supporting us. And, you know, and I think the comments um, to your point about it's a fad or whatever those comments were, it tells you that they don't accept it and they're hoping that there's a reversal or a change so they don't have to accept it. Um, you know, giving us um, stats out there about the kids who, um, you know, go through gender affirming care and then regret it. 
and I don't know where they get these these statistics, but you know, very few kids um, who um, you know go through gender affirming care change their mind, and and do they change their mind? Yeah, um, but that's not the norm, and um, and you know, with with Travis, as you heard, if he wants to change his name, he can change his name. Um, you know, I don't think that that's um, doing anybody harm. Um, I, I think as Travis gets older, he's um, this is his last year in the single digits. He's going to get into double digits here. There are kids that are in his class, um, girls that are, I can start to see, having some physical changes. And, um, and you know, I know in the next, um, you know, couple of years, um, there's going to be a change for Travis. And um, that's what concerns me is not being able to, to have access to the care that he needs so that his body isn't doing something that he doesn't want it to be. I mean, you know, what Travis said was so, so innocent. It was like, you know, I don't want to, I don't, it's going to be weird if my body does this because I'm a boy, right? I mean, he, he, it's so at a, such a fundamental level that he is a boy, but he also recognizes that his body will do something that's not in alignment with his identity. That you know, we're, we would be extremely fearful of that. That would be devastating for him. Um, but the other, <clears throat> the other thing that surprised me in terms of the support was the you know where we received this kind of arm's length acceptance from so many in the family. Um, the most religious people in our family, and I had a very religious upbringing, so I understand it. But the, the most religious people in our family and our circle of friends, for that matter, um, were immediately supportive and, and probably the least judgmental, which, <clears throat> based on their convictions, I suppose doesn't surprise me because they believe in the teachings of Christ. But uh, uh, my aunt, who has been a missionary her whole life, <clears throat> uh, made the comment that, um, uh, you know, He's just perfect the way he is. And, uh, you know, that's just how it is. And no protest. And we were extremely fearful of that, with, especially with her and, and, and my mom. But there was, just was no hesitation on either, either one of them. They just jumped in. And that's, you know, the lesson of, of love. Um, and anybody who truly loves somebody, I think, is the point. You know, if you truly love somebody, you're going to be supportive of them. Uh, for that. And if you're not, then it's not about them. It's about you. Yeah. Well said. And, you know, I think my mom was the same way, you know, my mom um, coming from a third world country and, um, you know, super um, religious and superstitious. And, um, you know, at first she protested, right. And, and just said that no way, you know, and, and she couldn't even, even comprehend it. And um, basically was going to, um, you know, reject us from the family and didn't want to at all, you know, acknowledge that um, this was, you know, in her family and um, finally has come around. I mean, lives with us now, um, is able to use the, the appropriate pronouns. Um, you know, we're still working through how to help um, mom with her friends that, you know, knew, um, Travis when, 
he was um, in his birth gender. And, and so, you know, she needs the right words for, you know, how to respond to those questions and deal with that pressure. But, you know, I, I think your point about, you know, being perfect the way you are in love, that helps open up your heart and helps give you the courage to, you know, speak to others. And I think that's what's important about this podcast is that um, we're, we're just like everybody else. You know, we're your neighbor. We're the folks that, you know, your kids go to school with, your kids play, you know, sports with, um, the people that you see in the grocery store, the people who volunteer uh, in the community, the people who give back to the community. And and we just want our child to be, um, you know, received with love and not to be judged, um, not to be bullied. You know, we know how um, these children are so marginalized already. Um, we know that, you know, um, suicide rates or attempted suicide is super high in this community. And, and we want people to um, just have some open mindedness and, and understanding um, because we all want our kids to thrive. You know, I don't think any of us out there would intentionally want to harm or, or hurt each other's um, children. And, and I think that, you know, um, treating our, our child differently like the other is very hurtful. And there are so many things um, in our world that's binary. Um, and, and I'm amazed that um, Travis was able to come out because he does exist, yet this world says he doesn't exist. And, and I know for him, it's like, not a big deal. I'm just who I am. Um, but, you know, I, just to understand that he is who he is in this binary world, um, is really difficult and does take courage. And, and I'm super proud of who he is. And, um, and, and I know that that sense of um, strength and who he is and his identity um, is going to give him a really good foundation, um, you know, in the future. Yeah. It's, you know, not only are we <clears throat> just your friends and neighbors, you know, we're your good friends and neighbors. I mean, you know, Cindy and I have, have modest upbringings and, and origins and we're overachievers and we've got ourselves into school and we've got ourselves into, into good careers. Um, and we give back to the community constantly uh, through charitable donations and, and, and taxes and revenues that we don't even use in terms of education and, and other services. Um, so we're, we're active in the community and we're very supportive of the community. Um, and it's so painful to see the same people who don't want interference from government in their lives, willing to dictate to us who we should be. And I would just respond to them by, you know, how would, how would you feel? How would you feel if somebody, if the, if the government were allowed to dictate who you are when they would immediately say, well, that's wrong. But they, you know, they, they don't grasp that in the concept of, of gender identity. And it's, it's just so, so frustrating, right? It's like, well, how are you going to enforce that? Are you going to check everybody? How, how are you going to do that? I, you know, again, we all define our identities. Everybody always has. These kids have been around forever, um, just like everybody else in the LGBTQ community. They just haven't been out. Um, so to think that this is just an environmental thing or a parenting thing, it's just absurd. If you've lived through it as a parent, you know that how absurd it is, you know? 
everybody determines who they are. <clears throat> you know, this is just an expanded boundary of of of, 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 of the of the spectrum of who people are that people just aren't familiar with or comfortable with and all the misinformation and all the terrible misinformation that gets spread um, and how people try to turn these poor kids into boogeymen. Um, you know, even around the Texas shooting, somebody put out on social media that it was a trans woman and who, who was a real person who would come out and talk about her journey, but somebody was malicious enough just to tag her and, and accuse her of these killings when it had no basis in fact just to divert the conversation. And, you know, those are the things that concern us and scare us and, 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 and give us pause as we go through this journey that makes us want to really take care of our travels. Yeah, that's right. And and I think if we were thinking about, um, you know, the external world where we don't have any control, um, you know, we're, we're cautious about how much we share. Um, we want Travis to be knowledgeable um, so that he has safety. Um, because safety is of the utmost importance to us. Um, we also want Travis to just be filled with the joy that is life. And, um, and to see him just be a normal kid um, and see him um, just come into who his heart is. Um, he started a food drive at his school for kiddos who, um, you know, don't have enough to eat on the weekend. And that was an entire school event. Um, and they raised a thousand pounds of, of food. Um, Travis just recently had a birthday party and, and loves animals. And instead of um, birthday presents, he chose to, to have donations to the uh, local humane society and, they raised uh, over $200 um, for the Humane Society. So those are the things that we're going to continue, um, you know, just supporting supporting and, and nurturing Travis to be his true authentic self uh, in terms of his gender, but also in terms of just opening his heart and loving the world. I, I believe that that love for the world and just genuine kindness um, is going to get him through um, whatever comes his way. And I think letting him be who he wants to be um, within the, the framework of, of what he's defined is also interesting. Um, Cindy and I are active activists um, in support of his rights, but he's pretty limited in his expression of that. And, and for good reason, one of the biggest fears Travis has, and I think most kids in, in his shoes have is just being outed. And so he's not eager to, He's not eager to be at a, a, a protest or something like that. He, he is it's more general, but yeah. but specifically around trans rights, um, you know, he, he just wants to be a kid. He, he doesn't want to be an activist. That might change, probably will over time. But right now, he just wants to be a kid, and that's and that's all he is. He's a nine year old boy. Um, you know, who cares what he says he is right now? You know, I mean, it, it, it's you know. Uh, you know, again, it's it's just it's dumbfounding to understand the threat that people feel around a nine-year-old child. Uh, it's really it's it's it, we're dumbstruck by it constantly, but, but nonetheless, that fear and, and hatred exists, and we're 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 trying to change that. But we know the difficulties around. 